Welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about life-work balance. Huh, wouldn't that be nice if we could figure it out? No, I um, I've worked a lot with this because most of my business has been you know, out of my house. Uh, out of, you know, my kitchen, like they say, you know, the kitchen table business. And that's the great thing with being a designer. I always knew, you know, when I was deciding what I wanted to do with my life and I had stumbled into that art class on accident and um, learned about interior design, I thought this is the perfect career for me because I could study art, I could be creative and I could have a real business that I could you know, take with me. I could travel, I could have kids, I could you know, it was something that I could mold around my life because it was my own business. And that was really the, the, the biggest draw at that age in my life. Because, you know, you think about it, you're 20, 21, and I'm figuring out what do I want to do? What is my life going to look like? And interior design seemed to fit. And I was right. <laughs> it is. It's a great, it's a great career. You know, people always ask me, you know, how do you balance it all? How do you, how do you do work and have a family and a life now, the store is a different beast completely, and I will always advise anyone that talks to me about starting a design business, no, you do not need a storefront. No, you don't, you don't need a, a physical location you have to go to because that's what sucks your time. But when you work for yourself, when you're working just out of you know, your kitchen table, you get to create your schedule and what your business is going to look like, and that includes how many hours are you going to work. So I'll give you guys some tips. I'll give you some advice I've passed on and some things that I've learned and ways that I found to really help keep it balanced because owning your own business can also run away from you and can can consume your life and can become everything. I mean, you, you spend too much time you know, you're in the shower in the morning, you're brushing your teeth and all you're thinking about is your client or, you know, gosh, where am I going to find this rug or how much am I going to charge for that? And that's the stuff that I'm going to teach you how to prevent because your brain has to rest. You, you have to have some time that you can just relax and not think about work. So again, don't open a business that you have a physical location. That will always be my advice. Um, and designers have reminded me of that when I opened this store, by the way. And, um, yeah, I know it's, it's a lot of work, but I'm at that point. Right. Um, so, so these are some tips that I would, that I would pass on that I've learned. Number one thing is, um, when you start your design business and you start your website and you have your business cards and you're putting out the information out there and you're telling people, you know, I've got my new design business, have business hours, even though you, you know, you're again, working from home, you have to set parameters. You have to set boundaries because this industry is really personal. We've talked about that where, you know, you're going to someone's house and you're getting to know them so closely so that you can design their home for them and you really get involved with their lives and it is really personal, right? You're designing their bedroom, their, their bedding, their sheets they're going to sleep on or their kitchen. And because of that, you, you really have to connect with your clients, but they also will start to treat you as if you're a, a dear friend. And with a friend, you can call anytime you think of something, right? You can call, you know, maybe 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night. 
And once that starts to happen, that's where things start running away. That's where things get out of control. And when you then put your foot down and say, you know, I'm turning my phone off (laughs) or my son's birthday was this weekend, so I wasn't available, then they start getting angry. And I don't get that. You know, people should understand, well, I have a life, but they don't. It doesn't matter who it is. They want you at their beck and call. Again, you have become such an important part of their life. They think they should have access to you anytime they want, anytime they feel like it. And that's not going to work. That is what you'll you'll drive yourself crazy. Always working for someone else. You know, you, you started your business because you wanted to work for yourself and to set these parameters. So set them, start from the beginning, have, you know, maybe it's 10 to five, maybe it's, you know, Monday through Friday and you don't work weekends, but decide how you want your business to look, how many hours you want to put into it. Remember that the money you take out is absolutely going to be related to how many hours you put in. So that's important to think about too. Uh, One of my favorite quotes ever, and I I used it again this week to a friend, to be successful, you can do this job part-time or full-time, but not in your spare time. That's when it just doesn't work. You you never really commit enough to, um, you know, where you get enough hours where you can really focus. Design is something where, you know, you do think about it all the time. It's in the back of your head. It's in the back of your mind. And when you're working on a project, it kind of has to consume your mind so that you really can imagine yourself in the space. You you have to remember everything the client ever told you, any relationship they have with their family and how that might affect the the practicality of how you're designing the space or, you know, the function. So it's going to be all consuming um, anyways, even though you, you try to rein it in, but, but give yourself parameters and be really smart about it. You know, how much money do I want to make? How much does that mean I'm going to have to charge per hour? How much money, um, you know, do I need to pay my bills? You know, what, what is the requirement and how many hours a week can I obtain that, um, comfortably, right? You, you also don't want to be cramming things in to, you know, two hours a day. You need to really be smart about it. So here's some examples of, schedules and timelines that, that seem to work. Uh, when my kids were in preschool, um, it was, it was nice because then you had set times where I knew I would have me time and focus time or time I could go shop. You know, as an independent designer, you, you are going to put a lot of miles on your car. You've got tile stores and carpet stores and fabric and furniture. And, you know, they're usually the opposite ends of town and you're driving all over. So, I would always try to cram everything into the three hours when they were just in preschool and I'd drop them off and then race to wherever and see, you know, how many places I could stop in those three hours. And then when I'd get home, I would use that as my creative, you know, the thinking, the research. Um, and, and I structured it that way. And I started to realize that, again, clients expected me to work every day, 24 hours a day, and that wasn't going to work either because... I had a life. So I started to um, really get disciplined with myself and schedule one-on-one meetings with my clients. I'd say maybe, you know, Monday and Wednesdays. And my shopping days would be, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays when I, the kids were in preschool. And 
then I would set other times, like there, I knew their nap time was a certain amount or, or maybe there was a babysitter or, um, and again, I was, my husband was gone. He was in the Navy. So it was just me. But if you have a spouse or a partner that can watch them, but block out that time, this is a time I'm going to need to do my bookkeeping. This is, you know, a three hour block that I'm going to, you know, sketch things out and price things out and make my invoices. And you, you have to, to sit down and look at your week, look at your month as a, it's sort of your strategy. That is your business plan. You know, you're looking at your time is really an important part of how happy and how successful you're going to be. So let's say you have client appointments Mondays and Wednesdays, right? Um, my kids were taken care of and I would only set appointments on those days. Yes, there were going to be times when your client could only meet, you know, on a Friday or if you want both partners to be there, you're going to have to work on weekends. Usually they're working too. So you have to kind of wait until they're together. The nice thing with having your own business is you can be flexible. You can change your schedule, right? You can adjust those things and make exceptions, but you've still started with your basis, your, your basic structure of your time based on all of these other things you've thought about already. How many, you know, how much time do you want to put into it? How much money do you want to make? Because at the end of the day, that's what it's got to be about. I'm teaching you guys not to be a hobby designer, but how to make a career. So you need to think about money, right? Time is money. Can't stress that enough. But if you can block things out like that and try to stick to it, that's how you keep your sanity. And that's how you're giving your clients parameters so it makes you look more professional. If they know they can't call you at eight o'clock at night or on a Sunday morning, they're going to have more respect for you. You are a real business person. You're not just a friend that is giving them advice. That's what it can turn into. So think about yourself as a professional. And, you know, maybe it's 10 hours a week. Maybe it's 20 hours a week. And that's all fine. But block it out, right? And, and think about there's traffic times. There's what store hours are. Um, you know, all of it has to be considered. But if you can work... Uh, honestly, the most 30 hours a week and uh, the least 10 hours a week, you're still going to make a great living. That's a, that's a perfect amount of time to have a great career. And you can't say that about many jobs, right? That this is something again, that, that sets us apart, that we get to have fun and shop for a living and um, be creative and make good money, but it doesn't have to be every hour of the day. You might be thinking about it every hour of the day. We just can't turn that off. But giving yourself those business hours, that's the best piece of advice that I can give. The other thing is um, make sure, and, and I didn't learn this until later in life, make sure you do, like take a vacation. Even if you don't go anywhere, you have to take a vacation from your job. There's so many things that we think about, again, and, and um, you know, it, whether it's your bookkeeping, right? So some days you're, you're a financial expert and you're figuring out pricing and you're, you're, you have to write all your POs and tracking things. That's really emotionally, mentally taxing, especially for the creative types. We'd rather be out, you know, shopping. So understand that, that those, those can, can wear on you, but it's still such an important part of the job. And I see a lot of designers who get so wrapped up in the creative part that they don't set aside time for the business and that's when they don't make money. 
because they're not collecting enough for the clients to pay the bills for the furniture. They're not taking the time to really sit down and go over, you know, how much was shipping? Nowadays, they're adding tariffs onto the shipping, um, you know, collecting your taxes. And then you've got to go online and you've got to, to, I always do it quarterly, to pay my sales tax. Those are things that you have to do if you want to make money. It's unfortunate, but again, I, I always try to, to shoot straight. I, I want to tell you guys the truth about what it's like to be a designer and what it really takes because there's a lot of misconceptions when you watch HGTV and you think, oh, it's just easy. You just pick out something pretty and um, then the client, well, there's a part where you have to collect money. <laughs> That's the good part. That's the really good part. So understand that you're going to have that time. So if you're not a numbers person or you have ADD, like myself and most designers, um, I really have to have quiet. I have to make sure that I'm in, you know, my own space that I've, um, I'm not tired. I've already eaten. (laughs) It is amazing how much preparation I have to do to, to have that focus time, but it's so important. And again, it can be draining. So I take, you know, two weeks off a year where again, I might not leave my house, but I've told my clients I'm not working this week. I'm on vacation. And they have to respect that. Now, it, it I've also seen it where clients that are in the middle of a remodel, they don't really like that you go on vacation in the middle of their remodel. So I would not advise that. <laughs> but again, if you've looked at your yearly schedule, you know, plan it all out. Think about, you know, I want to I want to take a vacation with the family in July. Great. So when you're finding clients in February and March, you might want to tell them. Now, if this project runs long and we're still working in July, keep in mind, I do have a a vacation schedule with my family. So that's going to be, you know, we'll block that time out, but tell them ahead of time, let them know. And again, it makes you look more professional. You know, you've, you've warned them up front. There's nothing worse than a client being in a panic because their house is torn apart and now they just can't get a hold of you. You never want that to happen. So looking at your schedule, plan about two weeks, at least a year where you can shut your brain off and you don't have to worry about bookkeeping. You don't have to worry about someone else's life, someone else's house. You can just focus a hundred percent on your own. Now, designers who work, you know, 10 or 20 hours, you might take more vacations, which is fine. As long as you're fine with the income and how that you know, balances out, that's up to you. But that is the beautiful part about this career is I'm teaching you how to design your career, you know, design it the way you want it. And that is a big part of that work-life balance. You're designing in the work-life balance, you know, the evenings, that's, that might be family time. You don't want clients calling you because they'll drag on and on and on. Complain. It's usually a complaint about something. So, you know, set your boundaries and take time for yourself. The other thing, um, this is something that is uh, more of a, a, you've got sort of macro thinking when you're looking at your whole schedule and your year and you're planning those things out and you're, you're chunking your time. But on a micro level, um, when you're working with a client with a project, understand the scope of the project. So again, you find this client in March, let's say, and it's a pretty big remodel 
there's going to be some construction and maybe they're doing their kitchen. Um, you've got furniture that's going to come in. Furniture these days is taking a minimum of 12 weeks, 12 weeks, <laughs> three months, wrap your head around that three months. You're going to be working with these people really closely. So understanding how a construction project is laid out, that's important. At the very beginning of this project, understand, all right, I'm going to need a contractor to come in and we're going to have demo. That's going to be a couple weeks. Then we're going to have, you know, the, the cabinet people installing. We're going to have the tile people installing. And then that grout has to dry. And then the countertop people come in and template for the countertops. After the cabinets are completely done, then after the countertops, you wait two weeks for the countertops. Then after the countertops, then you have the tile guy back into your backsplash. All of it laid out in a little schedule. And, and it's pretty formulaic. You know, those numbers that I've, that I've listed there, that's, that's standard as far as I've ever seen. Um, where you start running into problems is when you have a contractor who hasn't taken the advice and you can't get a hold of him all of a sudden. <laughs> This happens. It happens all the time. So when you get that first client, and remember, this is to keep your sanity and so that you can have a life. When you find your contractor, you know your contractor, sit down with them. Go go sit down and have coffee and say, all right, this is the project. Let's look at a schedule. And yeah, things happen. You know, you might, things get shifted a week here, or a week there. Things get discontinued and backordered or something comes in damaged. So you're going to have to be flexible. But for the most part, you're, you're both on the same page. And this is the chance you ask him, do you, do you have any trips planned over the next three months? Remember, it's a long time frame. But being aware, right? Be, be prepared before you get to that place. And, and understand, you know, when I'm, when I'm at the store in the system that I teach and the system that, you know, is in my course, it is very formulaic, very laid out, step by step. Um, it's a two week process that you do the whole design and I'm pretty rigid on, you know, you, we talk about it all the time. You've got your first house call. That's an hour, three days later, two days later, you have a touch base appointment a week after that. You have the full presentation. Then you start ordering. That's going to take about a week or two weeks. You're finding little final, final details. Um, this is when you're usually waiting for the contractor to get started but it's, it's very step by step. And that's because most projects are the same. It, it's pretty universal anywhere you are. Um, so understand these things and write it out, draw it out, be aware of it. That way it come five o'clock, you can shut it off, shut your brain off, shut your, shut your design mind off and just enjoy your life. It's so important to keep that you know, peacefulness when your mind can rest because this career does take energy. You have to be on, right? You have to smile. You have to talk, make small talk. You have to understand how to explain a very complicated situation to someone. Um, you're talking big chunks of money. You're dealing with multiple professionals. All of this takes a lot of energy. So you have to be able to shut it off or you, I see designers burn out. They feel like they're not making enough money because all they do is work, but they're just working, you know, an hour here, an hour there, an hour here, an hour there. They're not blocking their time and they're not thinking about it as a business. You have to lay this out rather than a big business plan for, 
you know, your marketing, start with just your time. It's so important. But at the end of the day, it's an amazing career, right? I've been able to travel with it, you know, take two weeks off and go to Europe with the family. Um, we moved 13 times in the military and each time I could, my business just moved with me because I had flexibility and because I designed it that way. You have this great freedom and you can control your life, but you have to be aware of it. Do not let this career control you. <laughs> and I'd love to hear your stories. If you have, if you have nightmare stories or if you have questions, um, let me know because I, I really want to start sharing these because I hear them all the time, you know, when I'm on the phone with someone, but put them in writing so I can share them <laughs> on the podcast. I only feel comfortable um, if you've given me written permission, but you're not alone. All designers, anywhere you are, we all feel the same way. It's the same kind of problems, but it's also the same joy. It's still the same happiness when your client comes in and sees a beautiful house and you get to say, ta-da, wasn't that all worth it? it it's, it's like no other feeling. So don't want to discourage you, but I am going to teach you how to be smart. Build your business, design it the way you want it, and, and go out there and happy designing. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcasts and Spotify, and soon you will find us on YouTube where we will upload podcast videos. So stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and House at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.